that's the that's see that's where the problem comes in. If you're a Christian and you believe in Christianity, you believe in the Old Testament and everything that comes with it. But we fail to over. It's like it's like that's that conversation I always ask. Like this don't make no sense to me. But you know what they always told you? Have faith. But they never answered the questions. I've always wondered how did David become one of the greatest, wisest kings? And he committed a, he committed adultery. He committed murder. He like he broke every ten commandment there was. As <laughs> but does it does that make him not be a great person though? No, it no. That's what I'm saying. I I'm I feel like for me I've gotten past like the word Christianity. I feel like really what we should be having is a relationship with God. And that's like, exactly you know what, what you're supposed to have. This is exactly what you're supposed to have. Christian, the word Christian is only in the Bible like three or four times. The word yeah, Christian. So three or four times. Religion takes away from the relationship with God. You see what uh-huh. I'm saying? Because you start yeah. you start dabbling into philosophy and stuff like that. And I feel like all Christianity, like, like all religions, if it's Muslim, Christianity, Judaism, is all philosophy, but it takes away from the relationship that you have with your Lord and Savior. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So before we go any further, let's start the show. You are now listening to the Talk My Credo podcast with Dante Credo. Powered by Soul City Entertainment. Let me talk my, 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 let me Tray five, we are up in this thing. Your boy Dante Credo here with my brothers from another. Craig Mack is in the building. How you doing, bro? Salute. Pete Shaw and Della, the ministers up in here. What's going on? What it is, Pete Life. Biggie Shabazz, the magic man. (laughs) I'm just here to kick Craig's ass, as always. Well, you know. (laughs) Oh, smoke. So listen. Listen, well, I'm going to go ahead and get my little stuff out the way. First of all. It's about uh, LeBron? It, well, no, it's, well, it's basketball related. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's basketball related. So I, I do want to go ahead and, and say I was wrong because in the last podcast, uh, I mentioned that the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I didn't see them, but then. It's, it's very fitting that this is episode 35, and and even though he doesn't wear the number 35 anymore, Kevin Durant, he um my guy, he 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 leveled. Well, I want I don't want to say leveled up because it, that's to say that he improved, but that boy went off. Mm. He went off like he just coming off. Uh, this is uh, June 16th, so last night, June 15th. Or went off for a 49 point triple double. And this whole series is looking back in the clutches of the Brooklyn Nets with uh, James Hart and then Kyrie being injured. That boy went off and, and put everybody on the Milwaukee Bucks on skate. So I wanted to just say I was wrong. I was wrong. 
Yo, what's up, everybody? I hope you're enjoying the new upload, the 35th episode of the podcast. Yeah, I am uh, literally interrupting myself because I have to give a FYI update, so to speak, before we move along and also address a couple of things and then we'll get back to the podcast. Uh, first and foremost, uh, of course, I'm showing love to KD right here. But of course, if you're following the NBA playoffs, things are moving ahead. And by the time of this release, uh, we're literally a game behind, but it's all good. So, of course, now with Kevin Durant having his crazy performance, uh, game six happened in which the Milwaukee Bucks bounced back and got a win. So it's now tied 3-3, heading into game seven. Uh, the recording of this little interruption update is the 18th, while the recording of what you're hearing, I believe, is the 17th. Um, but all that being said, also wanted to address... Thank you guys for bearing with us as we deal with the audio issue. Um, it's been something that's, you know, I've been racking my brain about trying to figure out how to fix, especially when I have, you know, my, my brothers on with me um, to where it seems people are being drowned out and this, that, and the third. So I'm still doing the best I can to try to figure out how to fix that. So just want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to make sure that we are giving you the absolute best uh, product that we can. So just thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you for staying with us. Um, and we really do appreciate your support, your support. And we want to do everything we can, uh, to, to get this fixed, to make sure that we can improve upon the, the product as well as get some new voices, um, and some new perspectives and some, some more engaging topics along with some interviews that's on the way. So with all that being said, I've taken about two minutes extra of your time. Thank you. So now, Let's get back to episode 35 with my brothers from another Craig Mac, Big E, and P. Shaw. Let's go. Even though we got some other news tonight that Kawhi Leonard is out with a knee injury for the playoffs, so we know the Clippers are going to lose. Not to say I'm rooting for y'all to lose, but I would like Kawhi Leonard in Miami, so woohoo. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi messed up when he didn't go to L.A. He should. He know he can't be the man. Kawhi is not the man. He should have went to L.A. and got six rings. That's what <laughs> That's why I want him in Miami because seeing him as the main guy, the leader, he's not that. He's not. Neither, neither is Paul George. They're, they're not leaders. They're just really good players, and there's yeah. there's a difference in that. There's a leadership. There's a reason why you have like a Chris Paul and the LeBron James. Greatest then, point guard in the league. Yeah, facts. And then Greatest you have the your, your Kawhi Leonard's like really, really all-star superstar players, but they're superstar talent. Exactly. And they're, they're not leaders as in galvanizing and, and getting your team ready for battle. It's, it's not giving that motivation. He, he He's silent. He plays his game. He plays the game the right way, not to say that he doesn't, but he he's not a leader. So if you come to Miami, we, we have leaders already there. So all exactly. you got your game and we can, you know, we can rely on the Jimmy Butlers to to handle the leadership part, the Udon, the, the Udonis Haslams of the world. So it's like, yeah, come here, then you can get back in that San Antonio role where all yeah. you got to do is just drop buckets and lock niggas down. And then all yeah. that leadership and extra pressure stuff. You know, we'll take that from there. But I say all that 
because it just to say, okay, this is never going to happen. But it's it's nice to drink. Um, well, I love KD. I think I, 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 you know what? I am going to say because KD is one of my favorite players in today's league. I'm going to say he didn't level up because he's been playing at that level since he came in the league. I'm going to say, I'm going to say KD, he silenced the critics because the one reason why they say Craig's guy is so great, he took <laughs> all these mediocre teams to the playoffs. Well, that's what KD did last night. I- that's what KD did last night. He K, The thing about KD is he could have been doing that his whole career, but why would he? He had Russell Westbrook. He had James Harden. He had Serge Ibaka. He had Adams all on one team. So you had five guys who are legit superstars fighting for the ball on one team. So then when he went to Golden State, he didn't have to leave Golden State because you had Seth Curry and Klay Thompson. So everything that, that – I mean – since we got Craig here, I want to bust his ass a little bit, Rappy. Is that okay? It's all good, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> you got a guy, uh, you got a six foot, you got a close up to close to a seven footer that can shoot beyond the arc. He can get to the hole whenever he wants to. He has handles to put you on skates. And he's a he's basically got point guard IQ and he can see the whole court. There's nothing in this league that is no, there is no flaw to KD's game, period. There's no flaw to KD's game. KD has to be. I, I feel like the reason why they give LeBron James his props is because, yes, LeBron James is the is the face of the fran- NBA franchise right now. But if you had to compare KD to LeBron, there's no comparison in their skill. KD far excels LeBron James. I mean, the, LeBron has the stats, but KD is a better player than LeBron. I mean, there's no, like I said, there's no flaw to KD's game. Period. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the the only thing, and it's really not. It, it, I, I would put, but I feel like that's changing now. The yeah. only thing I can critique Kevin Durant on, uh, I, I question, and we everyone mostly question his leadership ability, his his ability to. Put the team on his back, and and not so much of just I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna score the most points and fill up a stat sheet. Is can I make the players around me better? Can can I maximize this mediocre player where they look like they could kind of almost be all stars? But you know that 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 type of illusion because you're so good and you're able to make teammates around you better, but. I think with that breakout game that he had last night, it 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 shows like it. Well, I'm gonna I play, think I'm gonna play devil advocate with you, Rafi. Tell me a time uh-huh. KD has had to make the people around him better. This is when true. Has he had, when has he had to make a Serge Ibaka better, or a James Harden, or a Russell Westbrook better? I mean, I th- that's I, the I, only I, argument I could have with it. This is true, like because for the most part. He already had a player like that on the teams he's been on because he he is an alpha mentality. So he is that big dog and his personality is going to take over. Kevin Durant is more laid back. Now he'll get on Twitter and he'll bang it out with you on Twitter. But but as far as his personality and stuff, you know, he's coming into his own and figuring out who he is. So he's never had that to deal with or being asked of that. But uh, 
You know, Russell I'll Westbrook. Say, I'll, say, I'll say who is at fault right now because Milwaukee should not be up. Milwaukee should not have two games, period. If, if Harden and Kyrie would if Kyrie wouldn't have went, Harden, okay, but if Kyrie wouldn't have went down, Milwaukee wouldn't have won a game. And that goes back to show you like like Giannis. Like it's so many flaws to Giannis games that he is exposed every time there's a great player on the floor. Giannis has no outside game. He has no handles. He has no floor IQ. All Giannis can do is, hey, give me the ball. I'm going to score. Like, that's, he's just, like, retarded. Like, just give me the ball. I'm just going to run and get into the basket as quick as possible. Then you got P.J. Tucker, which you can't take nothing from his defensively, but he is not an offensive, like, he's not an offensive superstar character. He's nope. going to give you what he's going to give you night in and night out defensively, but he can't give you those offensive points you need. And, like, yeah. Middleton is the only one that if you could get him to catch fire, then he could probably help you lead the team. But he could he's so inconsistent that Milwaukee has to Milwaukee's missing like a four or five pieces, but they should not have two games right now at all. I, I agree. But I feel like with PJ Tucker, like I said, I, I like him because he, he reminds me of old school, you know, the old school basketball. But he's a three and D guy. He yeah. camps the corner, shoots the corner three. And he guards the other team's best player. That that's you know he has that old school traditional three and D role. He's that type of player. Chris Middleton is. I think he's a bit overrated, even though he's really good. Uh, I know he was an All Star one of those years, but I, I just don't see him. Um, I, I just don't see him being that type of guy. But um, other than that, man, like that's that's just it. Y'all know I can talk about basketball all night. So. Yeah. But but again, I'm gonna get through well, my. I got I got a question for you, Rap. Who you got? Who you got? I want everybody to tell me who they got. Well, CP3. Me, yeah, me, me, me and Philip talked about it uh, on Monday, and I was like, I'm I'm rooting, I'm rooting for the Clippers to lose so we can go after Kawhi, and then <laughs> and then, and then uh, I I want CP3. I feel like I feel like it would be Phoenix. And uh, and Brooklyn in the finals, which I I feel like Brooklyn will win, but yeah. I really like Chris Paul to to get his ring, I, even though he doesn't really need it for his legacy. But if he get it, then there there is like he he's top five in, in most people's uh, eyes as far, and that's a problem with me. He's not top five. He's number one. I, I know that he's I know number that. one. Like I hate it when people say, "Oh, Chris Paul's just." He's a top three. No, he's the number one point guard. Well, you got Seth Curry. Like, what can – I'm just like, I get upset. I get upset. Hey, it's amazing you say that because we talked about that when I opened up the gym today and um, everybody started pulling up stats as far as assists. And I'm like, but overall, we're talking about overall because Chris Paul been doing this from the beginning. He's older and he's still doing it. Y'all looking at – look at when he – they looked at when he started and they looking at it now. I'm like, yeah. When he started, he had more points, but now he got more assists. He's still averaging seven assists a game. We're talking about a man that's 35, I mean, six years old, and he's still, he's still, you know, a veteran in the game. He's still wise. He still make every team he go to, he make better. Exactly. You know? Because he's, he's a real floor general. He's a, he's a legit point guard. That that's, mm-hmm. If we're talking about point guards, he is a legit Point guard, he's a floor general. He can, he has his floor IQ is like a hundred, 
and he can yeah. shoot and score when he wants to, but he doesn't have to. Like, they don't have to. If you pull up Seth Curry, like, okay, Seth Curry is a is a shooter, but is he a floor general? Nope. Like, let's just be honest. Like, they, he's not a floor general. Chris Paul is, like I say, he, he, he's that traditional OG to where traditionally the point guard was the leader on the floor. Exactly. The point guard was was is considered the player coach because he's the one that gets the offense running. He's the one that gets people in positions. He's the one that helps call out different things on defense. Like that's what Chris Paul does. And throughout his career, no matter what team he's been on, he's always made that team better. And exactly. if you watch that team after he leaves, they always do worse. Even yeah. with the Houston Rockets when they got um, Russell Westbrook in Houston, they did worse because with Chris Paul, they went to the conference finals where they would have beaten Golden State. Let's just go ahead and be honest. They pushed Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, pushed them all to seven games. Yeah. But Chris Paul got hurt. If he yeah. wouldn't have gotten hurt, I think that the Houston Rockets would have been in the finals that year. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And but, they trying to do him dirty again. I'm going to tell you, this is what I'm going to say about Chris Paul. If if uh they would not have denied that trade to LA, Kobe would have surpassed Ooh. Jordan and Reigns. Uh, yeah, they said it. They said it. About, they did Kobe dirty because yeah, they, did. they didn't want him to surpass Jordan. And they did not let that Chris Paul trade go through. But if they would have got Chris Paul, Kobe would have six, eight, probably eight rings. So yeah. Jordan better thank the NBA for keeping his legacy attacked because I they see it, Chris Paul. I say at least seven because say if you had a Chris Paul in that Boston series where they lost in seven games. I actually know that that's that's the one they won, but the the series where they lost because Kobe didn't have someone else that can yeah. get him off the ball because all they was doing was just trap Kobe, trap Kobe, trap Kobe, yeah, Kobe. Didn't do anything. But it's man. But all that all that being said. One thing I wanted to get y'all moving off of basketball for a little bit. Um, one thing I thought was very interesting was uh, the Senate that uh, the Senate anonymously passes a bill making Juneteenth a federal holiday. They did this was yesterday, a couple of days ago, and funny enough, people are mad about this. Like pe people are pissed off that Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. And, uh, and, you know, it's the usual criticisms. Um, and let's just call it for what it is. Like, I hate seeming like I'm always going at white conservatives, but y'all always give me stuff to talk about because y'all be so stupid sometimes. But, um, you know, they're, they're giving the whole argument that, oh, no, what about America? No, uh, we got our freedom July 4th, 1776. What is this about Juneteenth? No, you're creating division. That's not American. You, you, you see, you giving people special treatment. There you go. That is an affirmative action holiday. As <laughs> I'm, I'm looking like I'm, I'm slow blinking at people at this point. Just, I'm, I'm like I, I can't believe that you people are functioning amongst society. Um, but yeah, the Senate passed it, um, which basically means it's it's a, a done deal because. You know, the, the Democrats control the House and they already pushed this through. It's passed through. Uh, so 
do you guys believe? I guess this is an early segment of dope a doo-doo. So do y'all think this is dope? Do y'all think this is doo-doo that we will now have a federal Juneteenth holiday? Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be devil's advocate. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna call it doo-doo because I do think it's important to us, but I think this is a political power move. Uh, at his exactly at his I core, I, I again I, I think they're pandering to people of color. As you know, uh, Republicans are scrambling to create voter uh, legislation as much as possible to keep people of color from voting. So the Democrats they're doubling down. So like they just want to they want to show people of color, hey, we support you, we're here for you, and anything they can do. Um, so I'm 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 a little leery when Democrats give people of color anything. Uh, I'm I'm a follower of Malcolm, so you have to be. Yep. It's easy to deal with the wolf because you know what the wolf is about, but you got to be careful about the liberal fox. Yes, the fox right. is a little bit. He's a little bit more uh, uh, crafty. He's, yep. He he won't he won't give you what he what what his real intentions are. Until he gets what he wants, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think it's good, but I don't I don't think it's for us. I really think it's a political move at the end of the day. Biggie, what you think? I think it's straight doo doo. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what happened to this crime bill we were supposed to get? <laughs> what happened to the anti African American hate bill we were supposed to get? Oh, but now nah, let's just get these niggas Juneteenth so they'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. That's something, what it sounds like to me. Juneteenth, something that we already have been celebrating for generations. Yeah. Something exactly. is this supposed to be taught in schools now? Is it going to be? Are right. we going to teach the emphasis of Juneteenth? Are we going to teach what Juneteenth is about? Uh, is it just another paid holiday to have off? Will we even have the day off? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, will that even be a, a day off, a paid day off, and then? Are you really going to explain and chronicle what Juneteenth actually means? Because let's just be honest, and I'm about to scare some of y'all that's tiptoeing into the whole critical race theory thing. You know, if y'all start talking about Juneteenth and what Juneteenth really means and the history of it, y'all already are spooked as hell about critical race theory. Now, I'm not saying I'm the biggest fan of critical race theory, but, you know, for, for those who are absolutely completely against it, Mr. Mr. Minister, what you think? Well, I wasn't gonna say nothing, but since you asked me, uh-huh. I think it's dope, baby. It's dope. Yeah, you know, I agree with everything Biggie said. I agree with everything Craig Max said. However, you owe us niggas so much money. You owe us so much, we're gonna take what you give us. And we gonna and we're gonna take it and still be like, okay. But we still want some more, okay? But what? What about what about this bill passed? What about that passed? Like Craig said, I do believe they are trying to pacify us as the minorities, us as black, the black culture in general, because you know um, the Juneteenth. I think it initially started in Texas, and it talked about what, what after the Civil War when they enslaved people and they declared us free. So that is something to celebrate, you know. Um, but eighteen sixty something Emancipation and Proclamation stuff. But to be able to educate children on that, actually, you know, June 19th is my godfather, Vic. Shout to Vic. That's his birthday. But it's also the same day that Father's Day started. 
So you putting it in, you putting us in a position to celebrate something. We celebrate Father's Day. Of course, Father's Day is every day. But whatever y'all gonna give us, give it to us. But don't try to shut us up because we still want more. You owe us so much more. There's so much things that that like 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 he said. What about this bill? What about that bill? What about passing that law? There's so many things that y'all are putting out there. And watch, I I'm not surprised. Watch, watch when that next stimulus come out, just to shut you up. Just to, so you can be quiet. Everything is a distraction. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times we get so caught up into the politics of it all. Well, some people do. We don't because we're going to get on, talk my credo and talk about it. Talk about how it's distracting the black, the, the black folks. Talk about how there's scales over our eyes and people can't really see it for what it is. And we're going to give you four different opinions, but four different truths. Because, like I said, I agree with what they're saying, but I'm saying it's dope at the fact that if you're going to give us something, I want it. You know what I mean? And some people may say, well, I don't want it that way. Okay. If they say they're going to give you a million dollars today, you ain't going to say, I don't want it. I want I want to work for it. No, you're going to take that million dollars. So whatever right. you're going to give I, me, I, let, <laughs> I'm going to take it. Let me step on that for just a second, Phil. And let's use that, that million dollars as an example. I think that's a great example, uh -huh. right? If they're going to offer us a million dollars and we take it without asking any questions, no critical <laughs> thinking, no observation, no pause and thought process, it's almost essentially like that they're, they're playing this game, they're fishing, right? If we yeah. give them this, they won't focus on that. So we'll give them yeah. a little taste of this and we can get this passed too. So yeah. I'm just critical when the government work so quickly and so efficiently to do anything for us because yeah. not too long ago, people started finding out the facts about Memorial Day, mm -hmm. I believe yeah. in South Carolina, where yeah. black soldiers were being honored. This is where the tradition started. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I think when that kind of got out, they needed a way to stop this history or facts from becoming mainstream, so all of a sudden here comes Juneteenth. Yeah, for black people, so everybody else can honor Memorial Day. And that, that's just what it seemed like to me. And I just remember like the craziness, like people were losing their shit when history stuff that we've already know, like we've already known that that the Memorial Day was started by black people. Now there were some white people there too, but it was initiated by black people. Who were honoring, you know, dead soldiers? They were digging them out of, uh, you know, taking their dead bodies and putting yep. them in proper graves and leading marches, leading ceremonies to honor the dead soldiers that that were fought in the war. Black mm -hmm. people initiated that, and then of course people started to, you know, join in and celebrate uh, along with the effort. But yeah, you tell that part of history, and people just lose their shit. But it's like, how do you not know? How can you be so patriotic about your country and you don't know shit about the history of your country? But yeah. he, my my ultimate thing, I will say, is dope because the very reasons why Craig and Eric would say is doo doo. Because yeah, we'll, we'll honor Juneteenth as a federal holiday, as it should be. However, because we are very skeptical of you now that for a lot of us we are privy to your bullshit. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. take that. But we're also going to have what you haven't 
had in a long, long time, and that's accountability. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Thank you so much for making Juneteenth a federal holiday. That way, it can raise more awareness, and people can actually learn about what Juneteenth is in accordance to American history. But um, that doesn't mean this is where it stopped. What about that crime? Di- that crime bill? Well, yeah. what uh, people I was talking about a couple pods ago. What well, what's up with that whole prison reform thing that this y'all reform, was talking yeah. about? That that your nemesis, the evil racist Donald Trump, actually did, but y'all didn't. You know the things that you did, Mr. Joe Biden. Donald Trump undid a lot of that. What's what's up? As as he just said, with that anti African American uh hate laws and stuff. What what's what's up with that that fifty million plus s fund that that you created? You know what what's up with that? Oh, what's what, what's up with these cities that you're running? That's literally going to shit. With, with crime and all this other bullshit because you're not putting funding in our school systems, in our hospitals. Mm. You're not putting banks in our neighborhoods. What's up with all that? So, yeah. So, that's why I will say it's dope, but only because we know the shit that they do. So, we, we it, it's, I will take it, but also know you ain't shit. So, it's going to come yeah. with questions. It's going to come with some side eyes. It's going to come with some skepticism. It's going to come with some accountability. So, true. Um, let me let me tell you what the magic trick is to that, right? So, as soon as we start talking that talk about these other bills that we need that we're actually trying to get, they're gonna sidestep. They're gonna go, whoa, whoa, we're working on the crime bill, we're working on this bill, we're working on that bill, but you know we gotta figure out ways to reach across the aisle. We gotta find ways to work together. We have to get America working. Uh-huh. So then they throw what they gave us right back at us. The first thing we did was we worked with Republicans. It was bipartisan. We wanted everybody to know that June, Juneteenth is important. So instead of us talking about that crime bill, we're talking about what they've already done. Instead of Straight talking about bills to protect black people, we're going to talk about what they've given us that we've already been celebrating in the first uh-huh. place. Right. That, that's the magic trick. And or and the the way to see through that magic trick to to understand that no, that card didn't disappear. You just slid it down your sleeve. Facts in history. Well, if you did reach across the aisle, we understand that there's been efforts from the Republican Party to initiate police reform throughout the America, but it's actually you guys, you Democrats, who who stopped that. I believe that's what Tim Scott said in his speech about uh, his opinion on American racism. Um, yep. So, what's up with that? Why why did y'all stop that police reform bill? What was the problem there? Oh, we also remember that it's been X amount of years between this, that, and the third. A way to also reveal that magic trick to see the card that was hidden in the sleeve is to understand that my loyalty isn't to you. So, all right, Democrats, you gave us Juneteenth as a holiday. That does not mean that I will not go across that aisle that you feel like is being so hard to work with. We'll go across that aisle ourselves and see what we can get. Well, if I, I don't care who it comes from because I don't trust any one of y'all, left wing, right wing, as we always say, you're still a part of the same corrupted bird. So I, I don't care where it comes from. All of y'all owe us something. Don't, don't be so comfortable in believing that my loyalty, my support is to you. I have my own agenda, and that's what I believe that we need to start really moving in. We have our own agenda, and we will get our agenda met with you 
or without, or without you. you. So I, Thank you for reminding me what you've done, but I'm going to remind you what you haven't done, and I'm going to negotiate on the other side of the aisle to see if they can do something better. Which, if you know, we really don't want to admit a lot of things were being done. We may not have liked who it was coming from, but that police reform bill, that first step act, that the donations, the historic donations and support that was given to HBCUs, you may not have liked Donald Trump. And I'm not saying I'm a candidate guy myself, but shit was done. And if we be like, hey, we're going to put pressure on both of y'all because if you're not going to get it done for us, you're going to hit us with this runaround bullshit. Guess where we're going to go? Yep. And our vote will be, you know, on a contingent basis of have you met our agenda? Have you met our demands for and the requirements for our support? I'm not going to just straight vote for you because you tell me this side is racist all of y'all are racist both both of y'all both sides are racist so i, I know we know that now so on to another segment and like i said then i'm, I'm gonna let y'all I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let the, i'm gonna let you loose <laughs> but uh i found a very interesting tweet from the official estate and account of tupac uh tupac shakur how about fuck this name up and they're so blasphemous of me Please forgive me, Tupac. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Tupac, which today would have been his 50th birthday, um, from the official account, they released so, uh, a new merch line that was in support of the LGBTQ community. So it was a Tupac shirt, and it was different figures and illustrations of Tupac in pride colors. Um, this is June, so it's still Pride Month. Um, and basically, they call it the Pride Collection, the Tupac Shakur Pride Collection. And it's getting some some very interesting feedback. A lot of people are supporting it, as you would expect, and a lot of people are not supporting it. Um, what do you guys think? Because a lot of people are like, well, would Tupac be part of this? Or did, was this something that he would stand for? Why is his estate, you know, his official accounts releasing a, a pride LGBTQ merch line? What do you guys think about that? Mm. Go ahead, E. Would you think that? I mean, you can't say nothing against the alphabet people, so I don't <laughs> want my channel to get taken down before it gets started. Well, here's the thing there. As I've said before, you can't cancel me. Because <laughs> it can't be. I mean, I, you know what though? Pop was an entertainer. He was in Hollywood. Who's to say he wouldn't get behind Pride Month? So I mean, you I don't know. I mean, he was it, like Tupac innately was like so many things. Like he was a revolutionary, and he was like he like I who. I, you can't say that he wouldn't get behind it. You can't right. say for a definite fact that he wouldn't get behind it. You asked me if Biggie said it. Now, Biggie, if you would have said Biggie, I would have said, nah, he wouldn't get behind it. But Pac was a little different. Like, Pac was like, he was for the little guy. So he, I, I'm pretty sure he was like, hey, that's not what I'm into. So, but I'm not going to knock nobody else. I mean, but you never know. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, Honestly, I think the the conversation here 
is basically, as you put it, would Tupac actually be behind this? And yeah. honestly, I don't I don't see it that way at all. I see it as it's just a money grab. Yeah. I think this is this is the wave. You're right literally in the middle of Pride Month. Um, I'm not saying they're hurting for dollars, but you're not hurting your brand either if you get behind this movement. I think it's doo-doo. It doesn't seem genuine to me. It doesn't. And it seems like a seems very, like you're pandering for sales. Exactly. That's what it seems like to me. It seems like uh, a very liberal tactic that they do. Because if they want the support of the people, who do they go after? They, they don't go after the leaders. They go after the entertainers and the influencers. You know, we talked about that before. Right. Uh, and yeah. I think that using an icon like Tupac, an icon in the black community, like that there's, if if this black person believes in God, there is God, and there's Tupac. You know, we need <laughs> Tupac in a high regard because of what he stood for, the messages that he that, that he conveyed, um, and hell, even the even the talent that he was, and un, and the mindset that he had at, at such a young age, uh, to where he understood the game, he understood how it played, and he found out how to make it work for him for himself, for him to give back to the community. I, yeah, I play the game. I be the thug life gangster. I, I'll I'll do that, but I'm gonna take that money. I'm gonna do this with it, you know. So, and we understood that. We understood that. We hate that. You know, it it caught up to him. Uh, it got you know too real for him, and and. and and it got too real for for the culture, but uh, we hold him in a high regard. And I think that whoever's controlling his estate and is doing this seems like a money grab to me, because I don't know if we don't know if Tupac would support it, or we don't know if Tupac wouldn't support it either, because we don't know. We don't know. And it's like, and I don't think that anyone now, thirty years later. Would be like, yeah, I think Tupac would do this. Like, you, you don't know, you don't know. So, I, I think this is just pandering. I think it's a money grab. I think it's shit. This is doo doo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, my take on it is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's dope for the gay community and it's doo doo for the culture. Um, because um, as you said, um, I you can't dictate or put into thought what somebody feel and their, you know, what they hold in their integrity and their beliefs. Because he's not here to defend himself. And uh, it'd be different if you ask the family, whatever family he may have, um, in regards to, hey, you know, would you be in support of this? Because any of us can go put somebody's face on a shirt and say they feel some type of way. And they can't do nothing about it other than if they want to try to file a lawsuit. I'm like, hold on now, I got free speech though. Yep. I I could put your head on 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 a gay pride thing and say, hey, he re he represent that. No, I mean, you know, we don't know that for sure. So you know, shout shouts to all you know the LGBTQ um, community and uh, rest in peace, Tupac. But you know, if it was gonna be done the right way, then they should have um, contacted somebody. Or his whoever is you know his power of attorney, have it, it may be whoever is over his estate, and they should have had an agreement on the cause of that because yeah, I mean I know we're in a different state of mind now because this is not the same world that Tupac lived in, and uh, 
and it's changed. You know, we we live that era, and mm-hmm. even we can say, you know, we talk about it all the time. This is a different generation. Yep. So and, and like and like Eric said, you know, they dumb. What you say? They dumb as fuck. See, I can't say that, but he, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but but and, and you know, like, and, and that's another thing, like with the LGBTQ community, man. Like, like, right, Rappy said, man, they're gonna get the entertainers and stuff like that because that's what's being pushed down our throat. Like, and then you know what? Like, I know we like we always have these talks about like white black racism and stuff like that. But imagine being a white guy watching TV. <laughs> your your head would explode. <laughs> like you got Asian like 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 you know what I'm saying? Like you just, just put yourself in an average white guy's shoes and you just your whole life, you know what I'm saying? You may have may not been privileged but everything you're seeing on tv now is just like everything to discredit the white race <laughs> like you got asian bills you got be black lives matters you got anti-police juneteenth coming now you got every show you watching like being a straight man is wrong like it's like emasculating like everything you watch is emasculation like there's not a tv show you can watch right now that does not have some gay-driven uh, agenda behind it. Here is my thing. Well, to to the first part of your point, yeah, I, it must suck to be a white man in today's <laughs> because in and because everything is geared towards telling you you ain't shit. Really, I mean, really, <laughs> your daddy ain't shit. Your family ain't shit. Your history ain't shit. You ain't shit. I get that, but you know that there is a part of me that's like, yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah, I agree. It's a lot of these things. Is honestly, as much as they want to say, well, I didn't own slaves, or I you know this, this type of defense, that defense is like sins of the father, uh, kind of, sort of, and it's just. The history that has been attempted, the culture, the society, the you know the the societal norms and the culture that has been attempted to be built for this country, the layers are being peeled back as far as what some historical truths actually are. However, uh, do I feel like that progressive that you know it is? It, Pulling or going a little bit too far in some things, I do, and I think that's the balance of it. That's why I can understand, you know, your liberals and conservatives because liberals want to push things forward and they want to go as far as they possibly can, while the conservatives want to stay a bit more traditional. And so that's where your, your kind of balance kind of comes in. It's not so much of giving the true history of just I just want to shit on the white man because they just been shitty all the way. <laughs> And now you deserve your come ups. This is payback for you, for you whitey, you white devil, crack ass cracker. Like you know, you ain't even. You know, <laughs> it's not even about. It. And for, I would hope for a sensible person with common sense. It's just uh, that's actually history, bro. That's just what happened. It is what it is. Now that you know it, how are you going to move on? Are you going to yeah. perpetuate it? Are you going to support it? Or are you going to actually work for change? America to be what y'all what you idolized America to be. You 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 sold an idea of America, but you pushed it a different way. 
You said it's the land of the free home of the brave. You said all men are created equal, but that's not what you show. That's not what you push for. You said all men are created equal, but you pushed white men are superior. So some of these things is being peeled back where we are issuing and detailing real historical facts and uh, evidence of systemic issues. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. The actual fact of what happened. I just need to understand that show me America, the good, the bad, the ugly. Because I feel like in America, the one thing that we have given to people is liberty. I really want to say freedom, because I really can't say, because you really can't do whatever you want. You just have the liberty to live inside the confines of, of yeah. laws. Um, but we have liberty of things. And I think that, that, that it would be no greater message for America to be like, we're the greatest country here because of the good, the bad, the ugly. We had some growing pains. We've done some fucked up shit too, but we are willing to take accountability as it was written. I can't remember who actually wrote it, and I'll come back in another pod because I'm, I'm a little too lazy to go look it up now. Mm -hmm. um, well, there was a passage that was written in a book long, long time ago that mentioned that America is what America is because it's willing to correct this false. Again, that's an idea that was pushed but that's not the reality that, that was happening in America. But to live up to that passage, and I'll I'll find it, um, and I'll put it in the description of this episode, that, you know, for America to be what America will, that we want to be, be willing to say we have faults, we done some fucked up shit, but this is how we held ourselves accountable and fixed it, right? Yeah. Um, and with the part two of that, I definitely believe uh, there is a strong attack against masculinity or just, just yeah. men, just heterosexual uh, masculine men. I definitely believe there's a war so to speak, on masculinity because one thing that I do not agree with in a lot of times where a queer or LGBTQ, whatever the case may be, person is being highlighted, they're always a person of color. Y'all notice that? There is a gay character, or whatever the case may be, gay, lesbian, trans, whatever the case, whatever they land uh, on the LGBTQ, whatever they land on that on that scale, they're always people of color. They're always being portrayed as black, mostly, and uh, or some other person of color. And I, I always find it weird um, because, as y'all know, that the Government, not government, but the organization Black Lives Matter itself is, is uh, one of their goals that's on their website is to destroy the patriarchy. Get rid of men. Get rid of heterosexual men. Get rid of masculinity. I mean, I had a lady tell me that she was fucking non-binary. I was like, bitch, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, you a, are you a lady now and you're turning into a man? <laughs> or what like what are you doing? And she said she's gender fluid. I was like, mate, I was like, all right. She was like, Well, you're rude. She was like, You need to understand there are people like I'm like, listen, I'm not the one to have this conversation with. I'm not <laughs> first of all, I'm not the laugh at your ass right now. <laughs> I, was, I was really wanted to ask her where does she hide her shit at? That's what I really wanted to ask. But I know I'm not mature enough, so I was just like, you know what? It's Bye. it's just it's just a part of I guess this is just me because I understand because my ultimate conclusion is do what you do. 
it, it is, but you don't have to put it to everybody's face. Yes. Do what you like, do. So like, like they even trying to push like making doing drugs normal. Like what's fucking normal about being strung out on heroin? That's not normal. Like That's that person either 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 they're a drug addict, they have a sickness, they need help. But like some like you just don't put that stuff out there like it's cool. Like you got movies where people are just shooting dope. Like it's just a normal thing to do. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I. I I don't get it, man. Like, I, it just really pisses me off, some. But you know, it's, it's, you can't watch the TV show like give it like all American. I say all American. That's one of the shows I like. Like now, every for the past three weeks, it's been past four weeks. It's been something about Black Lives Matter. I'm like, okay, but well, damn, like, okay, yeah. this is going away from the storyline. The, the funny thing is, it's just. What people are portraying Black Lives Matter to be is not what Black Lives Matter really is. Exactly. It right. trips me out when I see black men, you know, and running around with you know Black Lives Matter and the fight this and the fight that and the fight that. It's like you don't even understand the organization that that uh, that you are supporting wants to fucking get rid of you. They don't want you around. They don't want you being a part of a family. They don't want you to be the head of your family. They don't want you to be in a man role. They want to get rid of you like that. Like, and that's what that's what trips me out. Um, and it's it's just it's just crazy. Like, it's it's absolutely it's 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 crazy. Um, because like, do y'all even know what y'all supporting? But I understand there's a difference between the message of Black Lives Matter and the organization of Black Lives Matter, and I think that's what got people really confused in the head but you know it's it's just it's just crazy it's it's just really crazy so that's all i got that's that's it for me so <laughs> craig, craig mac you silent over there now Look, oh, I'm, just, I'm just taking it all in I'm <laughs> first thing, first thing i want to ask craig is how does he feel about lebron sitting at home right now I mean, I feel no different about him sitting at home as Michael sitting at home. I mean, when he was Michael, on his downside, that's what it looked like for him, too. I mean, Michael had six rings, Craig. Yeah, but he was in the league 13 years. He didn't get a ring every year. What's that seven you say? That, that's fact? Oh, he didn't seven get a ring every year. Okay. Three rings. You tell me the difference. I mean, you're the ring counter. I mean, by your logic, Robert Ory, who has seven rings, should be considered one of the greatest. Man, come on now, damn! You are, you know, hey, come on hey. now, come Which on. Now. Ring? No, we're going yeah, by rings. We'll be saying we, 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 when we're talking rings, we're talking about people. We is everything that goes into Michael Jordan being the best basketball player on the planet Earth. Period. Okay, he 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 won six. He lost thirteen. Oh, I didn't even thirteen. That's how long he was in the league. I mean, you acted like LeBron. He's won more than he's lost. That's the point. He's and he forgot that he played college. He don't forget the national title he has. You say all the time, don't count the first few years for LeBron because you always say, "Well, Matt, uh, Michael was in uh, college, right?" Yeah, he won a national championship. Technically, you can still say at his collegiate level, he's played at that level for what, 19 years? 
about the same time frame, LeBron. Michael played 15 years. He played 17 years of collegiate. I mean, 17 years of organized basketball. So they're right in about the same time frame. LeBron only got about two or three years left. All right, He's not so going to win anything. Here's my question. Here's my question. When it comes to Jordan and, and LeBron, so we saw the last dance, right? I'm going to throw y'all a little curve here. Okay. So now, because of how he was portrayed in, in the Last Dance documentary, Scottie Pippen was like, hell no. Michael Jordan on that bullshit. So I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to write a book, and I'm about to make y'all put respect on my name. Because Jordan made me look like a fucking idiot out here. He made me look like a fool out here. So Scottie Pippen is on his campaign to get his, his tell-all book out right now because he, he needs y'all to understand that Jordan, this legacy of Jordan, he wouldn't have yeah. these rings and these accolades if it was not for me being beside him. So, mm. my question is, who will be LeBron's Pippen once his last dance comes out and they show how great and, and amazing LeBron is? Who's going to be that player that says, you know what? Kyrie <laughs> Irving. My name. If Wayne it Wade. Ray, nice. Kyrie Irving. Dwayne Wade, Ray Allen, Chris Bosh. So I keep, I, can I keep, do you want me to keep naming Hall of Famers? Let's you, answer okay, the let's question. Name, let's, let's name them. <laughs> you want me to name Hall of Famers? Dennis Rodman. Uh, uh, no, he had already won without, he had already won without Dennis Rodman. The the only reason why they needed Scottie Pippen is because they, because everybody knew before they got Scottie, the only person that was scoring on the Chicago Bulls team was Michael Jordan. Period. You let the Bulls players tell it. You let them tell it. Scotty was the better player. You Man, ain't nobody said this shit off the Chicago Bulls. Shut up, Brandon. You, I mean, you, you let, you let, you let them them. You sound like a kid. Like, no, I, I, I see how some, like only a kid would say something crazy like hey, that. I, that, must, <laughs> I, you, that. If you watch the last dance, that's not coming from me. That's coming from Chicago. Nobody Bulls. on the last day said Scotty Pippen was the reason why the Bulls won championships. No, I didn't say they said he was the reason why they won championships. I said they felt he was the better player. You tell That's me, what fucking planet was Scotty Pippen better than Michael Jordan? A lot of them said that. Uh, Steve Kerr. A lot of them. A lot, a lot of them suck. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> There's not one NBA Hall of Famer that'll tell you Scottie Pippen was better than Jordan. I don't think Michael Jordan made Scottie Pippen look bad. I think Scottie Pippen made a lot of bad decisions. And all that Jordan did was let the world know about it. Uh, especially like with his pay, right? He he didn't never negotiate his pay. One, because they were winning. So he felt like, I'll get my comeuppance. They'll, they'll right. take care of me. And mm -hmm. they didn't. So that's not Michael's fault that he made sure his money was straight and Scotty didn't. Oh, let me ask you. Ask them fucking Bulls players how good Scotty is was in Portland. Was he better than Jordan? Ask the Washington Wizards how good Michael Jordan was. Better than Michael Jordan. When Scotty Pippen went to the Portland Trailblazers, he looked like straight ass. When he went to the Houston Rockets, he looked like straight ass. I, I still <laughs> think LeBron's got him beat. Man, LeBron ain't – man, listen – LeBron has always had great players around him. Always. 
whether they were young or old. He had an old Shaq who was still in his – he was just one year removed from Miami, so he was still good. Well, even you have to admit, no player wins championships without a supporting cast. No player. I agree. I agree. No Who's so had you, the best supporting cast, though? Who had the best supporting – you tell me yes. who had the best supporting cast. LeBron's always had a better supporting cast than Jordan. He had four Hall of Famers on his team in, in Miami. That's, oh, you that's got five in. You had, you had Dwayne Wade is a Hall of Famer. Chris Boss is a Hall of Famer. Scotty Pippen, Hall of Famer. Ray Allen, Ray Allen is a Hall of Famer. Dick Kerr, Hall of Famer. Who? Dennis Rodman, Hall of Famer. I mean, you, you go but were they Hall of were they Hall of Fame players? Because Steve Kerr is not going to the Hall of Fame for what he did with the Bulls. He's going to the Hall of Fame for what he did with Golden State and coaching them. No, no. That's the reason why he went to the Hall of Fame. Did you not watch this Hall of Fame induction? Even so, you still got to have players that can play their role. And if LeBron could do both, he could score, rebound, assist, he could command the floor. Those are all attributes of a great player. So you have to have pieces around that to make it work. And if, and if Jordan didn't have those pieces around him, then he doesn't win championships. No, he still no. Joy, if Joy was in the today's league, Joy could take the damn Milwaukee Bucks to the uh, championship every year. Okay, so we're just talking hypothetical, right? We just no, we're not talking. We we're we're talking the about the level of play. I could easily say I don't know what what see why people feel like the nineties basketball or eighties basketball is this soft shit that they're playing now. I mean, you had guys. You had Isaiah Thomas or Beer Lamb Beer who was actually elbowing Jordan in the oh, mouth. Work together up for a layup. So, all right, because y'all know we can talk about basketball forever. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch to a little rigidity here because you know yeah. we got to do with some some rigidity, and I, I'm still waiting to to get you know a a homegirl of ours. Maybe a couple to come here and combat this misogynistic Ooh. shit that we be talking. <laughs> so, um, so here is a here is a tweet that I found to be pretty funny. Uh, it says, "If we're not married, why get? Why would I give a child I carried for nine months your last name? Why?" And I agree with that. But there was a particular response from another young lady who said, if we're not married, it's my child. And I don't have to give my child that I carried for nine months the last name of a man who isn't my husband. He's just a father. There's no longer tie, there's no ties to him. I, I, I agree with that. I know I understand that. Mm. But then here's where, here's where things get interesting. Even if we're married, I don't need to give my kids my husband's last name. It's 2021. So, wow. okay. Do you think that one? Do you think she is correct in saying, "Hey, if we're not married, I don't need to give the my children the man's last name." And okay. do you agree with her saying, even if we are married, I don't have to give my child my husband's last name. What do y'all think okay. That's one of let, let me test that. Let me test that because I got you know me having three daughters. Um, my grandfather, you know, you know, he, he put he instilled a lot in me, and he even said it to me. You know, when I had my first child, 
Don't expect the baby to have your last name. You you need to earn that. And I thought about it because um, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but you know when you have a child, that woman has a year to change the baby's last name for free. Like they can go change the baby's last name for free. So my daughter Symphony's last name initially wasn't Shaw, mm-hmm. but you know I think I don't know if I had to talk with my my ex wife or whatever, but. The discussion was, you know, if I don't deserve it, don't give it to me. But if I earned the right for for the, for that child to be my have my last name, then give it to me. But I say the same thing about anybody now. When I think about it now, I'm like, yo, everything they said, yeah, they got a point. Um, because you know they don't have no ties to you, and sometimes if that's the only child, sometimes you know they like, yo, I want the baby to have my family's last name, and you just a guy I slept with. But if we're married, there ain't no question. I don't even know why we're going to talk. Wife, we ain't even talking about it. One, because in some states, like, um, if you're married, they ain't, they ain't even going to ask you what the baby last name is. The baby last name is automatically going to be the father. So whatever woman whatever woman said that statement right there, they can't be married. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't think they are. What, what, so, what you so let me point this Big out. E. Uh, a lot of it comes from old English European legal standpoint, which is misogynistic in nature. So like the reason a child gets the male's last name is for estate purposes, right? Because back in the day in England, if Mary Black married John White and the baby's name was Black, he didn't get anything because it didn't belong to the estate holder who could only be a man. Uh, so you would have to give the child the last name of the male for the child to receive any type of estate from a legal standpoint. So that right. that's where it originates from. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't have a problem. Like if you if you want your child not to have the male's last name, that's that's up to the two parties involved. Um, but if I'm married to you. And we make a baby together. That baby's a Maddox. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Now we're not married, and you live in your life, and I'm living my life, and you choose to make name changes. That's that's your choice. It don't bother me. Yeah. Uh, up, down, right, or left. But, and I don't like the hyphenated thing. Like, yeah, like your name, my name. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like that. And that maybe that's just being a traditionalist mm-hmm. or being an asshole. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really just a legal question more than it is a political question. Yes, sir. I agree. I agree because my youngest daughter name is hyphen. And, um, my grandfather told me a long time ago, he said, um, if a girl hyphens a name, they really don't want to be with you. And I didn't think about it until after the fact, because me and her mother are, are not together. I'm not saying it's based on the last name, but I was like, you know, you want the you want our daughter to have your name, then let's let the middle name be your name because you know my daughter's name is Graham Shaw. But I was like, all right, well, her middle name can be Graham, you know, and it'll be there. But you know, I always thought about that because it's you know that hyphen thing is you know my daughter is what it is. I love her to death. I just you know wish that that little whatever that that symbol wasn't in there. Oh right, right. So I. I guess you would consider me a traditionalist. Now, here's my thing. I, I, I just, 
I completely understand if we are not married. However, if we are married, <laughs> like, I don't care if this 4021, that baby is mine. <laughs> mine. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It is 2021. What the, all that means to me, and, and this is what I'm seeing in it. It's, and of course, this is from, you know, our, our fellow queens, our black women, but there is such a war between black men and black women. So, and this also, this movement to end the patriarchy, you know, basically trying to remove the man. It's, it's a competition between black men and black women. And there's no other group of people that are this disjointed. Like, um, I think we talked about it before. It's like, you hear the phrase, independent, strong black woman. Right, like how many times have you heard independent strong white woman? Like how many times have you heard independent strong Hispanic woman? That's an independent, I ain't never heard it. Oh, oh that, that, that's a independent that's a strong independent Indian woman right there. Oh, oh that's a, a strong independent Hindi woman right there. Oh look like oh yeah, do your thing, girl. Oh yeah, that's strong independent white woman right there. Do your thing, she got her own. You never heard these things, but you hear that strong independent black woman, and it's like this this attack on the black community is is uh, is rooted a lot deeper than just you know racism and systemic racism. It's things like this, and uh, there's a lot of different screenshots stuff I take. I have people send me that are a part of groups that I I cannot be a part of because I'm a guy, and uh, <laughs> I'm like just send me some stuff because I'm I'm sure that we can talk about some shit. But exactly. it, it's that showed me was like um that last part, even if you're married, I don't need to give you uh, your last name. It's 2021. And like that 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 means me because if we are a family, that means we are one. So what type of how do, what type of dysfunction are you wanting to put if we are a family but everyone got a different last name? It's like and at some point. We're going to have to understand the roles of a man and a woman in a marriage. And a lot of these people that make these type of statements are not married. So let me let me touch on that just a little bit, because I recently found out when we talk about the word submission. Right. Mm -hmm. We as a society, we believe the word submission means to bow down to someone else. And it doesn't. It actually means to agree with. To agree with. To bow down. To but, accept. But, but the substance of the word, the translation of the word has been changed to mean some form of indentured servitude or mm -hmm. subservient to someone, but yep. that's not what it means. To submit to someone is to agree with someone as it pertains to a relationship. Right. And that's, that's a major thing there because you know again we we think <laughs> we we just think as far as black women we just think the word submission just means you know oh i give up all of my life hopes dreams ideals thoughts and everything and you control everything that i am it's like no it's simply agreeing and accepting to be in a particular role to where one is not more important than the other Yet there are specific duties that one have. There are specific duties that the other have. And when you put them together, you are more apt to.
to be successful in both of your dreams, in both of your hopes, ambitions, and things of that nature. Because everything from front to back is taken care of. No, that does not mean that you stay home barefoot and pregnant, folding clothes and and, and wiping asses all day. That's not what that means. Like, but you know, you, you have women telling women what how to you know about men, and then uh, and this fucks everything up. But that's an amen point right there. You got women trying to tell women about me, about me, and then you got women trying. You got women telling women how to raise a man. Yeah, uh, it's strategic. It was strategic to get the black man out the household, Mm -hmm. and it's gonna work to a charm. It has worked. So, like, I remember this book, uh, "The Guide to Understanding the Black Woman." Black men, that's I, I, not the exact title, but it's by Shaharazar Ali. Um, and it's another example of a lot of things that we talk about today. It was discussed and going on 60, 70 years ago. Um, the very same thing, and to see the problem and the strategic stuff and the attack on our community that has happened now, it, it, it's almost prophetic to be like, we're not really saying anything new. Now things are more modern because of technology, but the actual message, the conversation, the debate, it's it's, it's the same. We're not we're not doing anything that's that's new, so to speak. Um, and that's just the crazy thing about it. That's just the crazy thing about it. So, um, yeah, I don't care if it's fifty twenty one. If we're married and we have a baby, that baby is mine. That baby is mine. And like, you know, you bring up you bring up another point. You know, like. I don't think society really understands the attack that the government had on the African American male from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s into the 80s. What they found was that the black family, the core principle of the family, the leadership, it came from the male, right? And it's not saying that the women weren't strong. But what the male was interested in doing was pushing the family forward, pushing the agenda of the black community. And they found what they had to do to weaken the structure of the black community was to get the black male out of the head of the household. Yep. So when you see all these independent women, what you're seeing is the byproduct of these actions against African-American male. So essentially... They have turned our women against us to keep us in this perpetual state of poverty, confusion. They don't want us to be strong and united because there's too much there's power in people. You don't oh want people led by strong African American males building societies, building culture, building families, and reproducing that over and over again because what they're afraid of is at some point, the scales will tip. Scales will tip and the tables turn, which is why we destroy the family at the root, along with things like Planned Parenthood and, and the abortion clinic that, that are strong about all black communities. And then we have these experiments and eugenics programs because we need to quell the population because their fear then is their fear now. Eventually, they're going to grow. They're going to populate. And then they're going to start mixing races. And then the purity of the white race will be no more. They, they did this thing of National Geographic about five years ago where they uh, 
they predicted by the year 2050, uh, an overwhelming percentage of America will be biracial in some way, shape, or form. Or Hispanic, I think they said. Yeah, it was like the, the average looking person in America would be brown skin with, you know, various color eyes. I think they had like uh, brown or green eyes or something like that. But the thing was, they would be colored. And not saying necessarily black or whatever, but they would be mixed. Like America would be a true melting pot. Uh, and the white race will be the minority. And everything that has been built from the inception of this country up until now has been for the preservation of the white race. That's not no racism. That's not no blah, 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 blah. That's the truth. Uh, all right. So um, we're going to go ahead and, and, and chop this off here, man, because I know it, it is a little late. Um, I know we got to go. Um, next podcast, we're going to give a little preview. This is going to be... Um, um, you know, uh, dog, I just went totally brain dead. But as you saw the magic man, now you saw him and now he's gone. So the magic man is out. Um, <laughs> boy bounced out of here. Um, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and cut this off, man. But next podcast, we are going to do a, a Father's Day thing because we're going to celebrate the father and uh, we're going to, and so just get prepared because that's going to be the Father's Day. Uh, the Father's Day celebration podcast, and we're going to cover a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So, uh, on behalf of my brothers from another, I'm your boy Dante Credo. On behalf of Craig Mac, P. Shaw, and Big E Shabazz, the Magic Man, y'all stay fly, stay blessed. Happy Father's Day in advance. Uh, go Utah Jazz, beat the Clippers. Come on to Miami, Kawhi Leonard. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. That baby's last name will be mine. And um out of Pappy. Out of Pappy. And uh, we love y'all, man. And y'all be sure to follow us on social media. All that stuff is up now. Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube, and we in this thing. So to talk my credo podcast with the TMC boys. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.